0: 안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. Today I'd like to talk about the path of life for all humankind from Purumada's Anthology Volume 2 again. Let's study. The
1: path of life for all humankind. Respected guests. The greatness of true love is that it enables us to become God's object partners and also enables God to become ours. The Bible speaks of God being in us and Jesus being in us. This is similar to the idea that the parent is in the child, the grandchild is in the grandparent, the grandparent is in the grandchild. A grandmother and grandfather bind their hearts together centering on their grandchildren. This is necessary so that the vertical line of love can have a beginning. Then, grandchildren become one with their grandparents. Grandparents are in the same position as God, so we need to attend them as we would attend God. Grandchildren will not be able to find the vertical axis of love without doing this. After the formation of the vertical axis, horizontal expansion can occur. The horizontal can be connected to all directions, although the vertical has only one direction. The horizontal can turn north, south, east, or west. It has a range of 360 degrees. The vertical can move centering on only one axis and cannot be divided. Our first task is to create mind and body unity centering on love. We need to know how to love the spirit world, which is the vertical world centered on God. Furthermore, if in the future a central nation emerges, we will have to love humanity centering on that country. When we love the spirit world and the whole of humankind by means of sacrifice, service and dedication we can automatically become the central figures who can have dominion of love over the two worlds and make them into one then god will surely dwell there yes the greatness of true love is
0: that uh, it enables us to become god's object partners and also enables god to become ours the Bible speaks of God uh, uh, God being in us and Jesus being in us, uh, John 14, 10. It is only through true love that God and human uh, beings become one. It is said that it is only possible through the experience of God's love and heart in order for human beings to subdue their bodies. I can subdue my physical body to extent, of my love for God. And for the realization of this true love, first God and I must be vertically connected and horizontally grandparents and grandchildren in the family must be connected vertically. Grandparents are in the same position as God, so we need to attend them as we would attend God. Grandchildren, we will not be able to find the vertical axis of love without doing this, after the formation of the vertical axis, horizontal expansion or expansion can occur. The horizontal uh, can um, be connected to all directions, although the vertical has only one direction. Once you establish a vertical standard, you will be able to love the horizontal world just as you love the vertical based on the standard. That's why our vertical standard, our vertical life is very important. First of all, I need to establish a vertical standard, a vertical alignment, and then center on this vertical standard, and finally I can expand to the horizontally. That is important. What is the first? Vertical standard first. And based on that vertical standard, and then I have a foundation to multiply horizontally. That's why before, you know, loving your spouse and children or parents, most important things, you need to have a clear alignment, you need to establish a vertical standard with God with the true parents. Without this, just I love my father and mother, my children, my brothers and sisters, this is very horizontal, because there is no vertical standard, there is no vertical standard, anytime you can collapse, That's why it was the greatest commandment, you need to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, because establishing vertical standard first, as long as you establish vertical standard first, then horizontal is automatically you can multiply. Next, we need to know how to love the spiritual world, which is the vertical world centered on God. Furthermore, if you we in the future, central Asian emojis. We will have to love humanity centering on that country. When we love the spiritual world and the whole of the humankind by means of sacrifice, service, and dedication, we can automatically become the central figures who can have a dominion of love over the two worlds and make them into one. We need to, re- we need to remember. Okay, first the commandment is what? Vertical love. And what's the second commandment is <laughs> <It's> horizontal <laughs> love. You need to love your neighbors as as uh, you know you need to love your neighbors, all right? This is the second commandment. Vertical standard first. If you keep first commandment, no need to worry about second commandment. Automatic as long as, as much as I love God, then much I can love my neighbor, my nation, and my world. No need to worry in the horizontal way. If you set up the standard, if you really have the filial piety toward God and true parents, if you really truly have the vertical standard, automatically you can respect your grandparents, you can love your parents, you can love your own brothers and sisters. That's why you need to know that which one is the subject, which one is the object. Whatever we do, always need to set up particular tradition and standard first. So mother talking about this point, okay? Living Divine Principle, again, the meaning of the freedom from the viewpoint of the principle. Let's study
1: EDP. Section 5, Freedom and the Human Fall. The meaning of freedom from the viewpoint of the principle. What is the meaning of true freedom? In light of the principle, three characteristics of freedom stand out. First, there is no freedom outside the principle. Freedom requires both free will and the free actions pursuant to that will. Free will and free actions have the relationship of internal nature and external form. And perfect freedom is achieved when they are in harmony. Therefore. There cannot be any free action without free will, nor can free will be complete without free actions to accompany it. Free actions are generated by free will, and free will is an expression of the mind. The mind of an original, sinless person cannot operate outside of God's words, that is, the principle. It will never express free will or generate free action apart from the principle. Undoubtedly, the freedom of a true person never deviates from the principle. There is no freedom without responsibility. Human beings created according to the principle can reach perfection only by fulfilling their responsibility based on their free will. Accordingly, a person pursuing the purpose of creation, as prompted by his free will, ceaselessly strives to carry out his portion of responsibility. There is no freedom without responsibility. There is no freedom without accomplishment. When human beings exercise freedom and responsibility, they strive to accomplish results which complete the purpose of creation and bring joy to God free will see result through free actions
0: Based on this edp let's study father's work
1: true freedom is a freedom centered on love those women can do whatever they want to do to their loving husbands those men can do whatever they want to do to their loving wives they can hit and touch their spouses how much can they do Wives can go naked to their husbands and do whatever they want to do. Where else can you find a greater freedom than that? Do women take off their clothes because it is freedom to take off their clothes, or because of love? Because of love, how is freedom? Freedom should be centered on love. Can freedom unite and combine your five senses? No. While I go along this path, I can stare at different places. The same is true for your mind. However, centering on love, your eyes, nose, mouth, ears, hands, and everything can be in focus. Freedom can exist in all beings. Can eyeballs pop out freely? If eyeballs popped out, do eyeballs have freedom? Eyes can have freedom while they stay in the original position forever. Forever. If eyeballs popped out freely, how miserable it is. Then what will happen? Is it freedom? It is collapse. If women leave from their position, is it collapse or ideal? Women have to get married, give birth to children, feed, and raise them. In such a way, it is freedom that women's buttocks are big and their breasts are big. Those who say that they don't like such things and their husbands have no, and their husbands have to die, just die. What Americans people say now is a sham. What is freedom all about? If I broke this blackboard like this, would it be freedom? No, it wouldn't be. A blackbird has its own freedom. This microphone has its own freedom. All beings have each their own freedom. In such a way, there has to be the principle and responsibility. Therefore, we can conclude that freedom cannot exist without its own position, responsibility, and the principle.
0: Yes. Those uh, women can do whatever they want to do to their loving husbands. Those men can do whatever they want to do to their loving wives. True love, no matter what a couple does, they give and receive each other naturally. Where could there be more freedom than this? The freedom of husband and wife is a freedom centered on true love. From this point of view, everything is free in the principle of true love and in the world of true love we must know that what is important here is freedom within the the discipline and the principles of true love and order can eyeballs pop out because they have freedom can your mouth go to where your your stomach is because it has a freedom What people say now about the free country is all wrong. And there are are no principle and no discipline. It is all a shame. Today's youth ministry things we need to practice in the formation stage path of faith. Let's
1: start. Things we need to practice in the formation stage path of faith. You must cherish Sunday service. Since we are descendants of disbelief, once we start skipping Sunday service, our fallen nature will dominate us, and we will go on the path of death. To take care of our spiritual life, we must follow basic systems and rules. Keep in mind the truth that if we do not do that, we drift away horizontally and become In the basis of faith is extremely important the basis must be strong for our faith to take root therefore when we go through the formation stage course we need to thoroughly practice a life of worship a life of tithing and a life of always receiving permission from able and acting if this foundation is not laid You can never grow to the growth stage. Do not forget that Cain's characteristics lie in us, the descendants of the archangel. Since fallen people were born, inheriting Cain's nature, which is the archangel's nature, we must find faith again. Since our ancestors disbelieved the word and we became descendants of disbelief, we must find faith through the word. What is a person with a settled formation stage life of faith? In the formation stage, as Cain, your life must become a trustworthy life in rituals and institutions that is recognized by Abel. You must live a life of absolutely obeying Abel. You must go out setting conditions of faith that is determined to absolutely obey. Faith of the formation stage should first cherish Sunday service and go to service because one longs for service time. The reason someone comes to service because they long for worship is because that person's heart has already been sanctified. It is proof that their faith has already been settled. To become someone that God can trust by being on time for service. We set conditions that God can trust. Those who do not cherish service are not on time for service. They sometimes attend service and sometimes do not, depending on the situation. Do you observe Sunday service well? Do you tithe well? Do you go to church because you long for the word? Do you always act after discussing with your able? Do you have an able? whom you respect and can discuss with? If so, you are someone whose center of faith is already established. What kind of person is someone who established a foundation of faith? Don't you have to be trustworthy to God? A person who has established a foundation of faith is someone who is praised and recognized by their able. When that happens, God will trust that person. That is why the formation stage life of faith must first keep time well and set conditions well. And you must cherish church traditions and rituals. You must also maintain a life of bowing, a life of prayer, a life of sanctifying, and a life of Hundake. That is why my past self that disbelieved in God until now and my current self that has faith after hearing the word must be clearly separated. You all know very well that we became descendants of disbelief because our ancestors did not believe in the word. That is why in the formation stage, the most important thing is to cherish the word and put it into practice. Sunday is not a day that exists for myself. Sunday is God's day. That is why on Sundays, students should study the word rather than schoolwork and focus on attending service. Because we are in sense of disbelief, rather than attending service, we keep to focus on our own circumstances and cut off time related to heaven. Sunday is a day to set conditions in which God can remember me. For people without faith, their own matters become the subject, and church service comes in second or third in importance. When that happens, they gradually flow horizontally and fall on the path of death that deviates from God. That is why it is good to choose Sundays as God's day and serve and devote it as a day to work only for God. Days when we have service are days when I set conditions in which God can remember me for life. That is why the Old Testament says that neither your servant nor your animals should not do any work on Sunday. Those words are not meant to be practiced only in the Old Testament age. For us who have the nature to disbelieve even today, to become trustworthy people, we must have the thinking and lifestyle to at least cherish Sundays. People who cherish Sundays like this will spend every day holy, like Sunday. Every day becomes Sunday, and every day is ill. Thank you, Heavenly Honey.
2: Uh,
0: things we need to practice in the formation stage and paths of faith. You must cherish Sunday service since we are descendants of the disbelief. Once we start uh, skipping Sunday service, our fallen nature will dominate us and we will go on the path of the death. And when you uh, miss uh, Sunday service one time and, and that you start missing three times of Sunday, you will be captured by Satan. You know, there is Satan's strategy. That's why you must cherish Sunday service very, very well. We are descendants of the disability. Once we start speaking, uh, skipping Sunday service, oh, our following dominant everything. That you need to keep out of standard no matter what I will serve God I am knowing what Sometimes I will easy and this and that sometimes I'm sick and then all kinds of the situation but however when you really keep Sunday service as God's day no matter what happens then God trusts to you so you understand what I mean once you miss a sunday service our fallen nature control everything that's why I do not give the freedom to our body to take care of our spiritual life we must follow basic system and the rules we need to uh, thoroughly practice our life of worship our life of tithing and the life of always receiving permission from able and acting You know, uh, 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 in the formation stage, very, very important. You need to really follow the basic system and the rules. Attending Sunday service on time. You need to come to Sunday service at least five minutes before, ten minutes before. And you need to prepare your heart. Not just only last second you come and attend. or coming late, then your heart is not there. That's why you need to keep on time. This is one of the chong and also, you know about the, a life of the tithing, a life of the a life of the respiration from it. I do not do anything without being really able to perform. This kind of formation fate is very important. You don't form about the, uh, that kind of the, uh, the foundation of the, your fate. You cannot grow up. You cannot reach the growth stage and completion stage. Since our ancestors disbelieved the word and we became descendants of the disbelief, we must find the faith through the word. You know, Adam and Eve rejected God's word. Do not eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. They, they, they really rebel God. That's why we need to go back. First, our stage is what? The most important thing, trust God. Believe in God's word. We, our life, start from there. Believe in God's word. Listen to him. As can your life must become a trustworthy, life in rituals and institutions that is recognized by Abel. In the formation stage, very important, recognized by Abel. Wow, he just joined our church, just only a few months, but I can trust him. He's a good guy, always come on time, and then you keep him tithing and always report. I really can trust him. Then much you need to be recognized by Abel. Then you can surpass the formation stage. Someone who has established a foundation of faith with Abel is someone who has been praised and recognized by Abel. This is when God too believes in you. You must go uh, go out setting condition of the faith that is a determined to absolutely obey. In the formation stage, really follow the basic rituals and the uh, basic system. Fundok tradition is very important. Okay? It should be a habit of the fundok and chang condition, fasting condition, and a bowing condition. In the, in the formation stage, you need to have that kind of condition bow to heaven, bow to true parents, okay? Bow to your own physical parents, sometimes 100 times, even 1,000 times. You need to have that kind of condition and then keep your alignment and also keeping worship on time. Always keep worship. And also need to attend on time before you need to come and prepare your heart. This is really important and basic about the uh, uh, things in, in our formation stage, and uh, pass of the faith. And cherish Sunday service and go to Sunday, uh, Sunday service because you long for service time, not by duty, not just only by responsibility, not by force, voluntarily. By being on time for service, we set condition that God can trust. You cannot attend, attend Sunday service on time. How How can God trust even small things you cannot do? You know, how can God trust you? And also, I'm asking that uh, in the formation state, do you attend Sunday service very well without missing? Do you tie well? Do you go to church because you long for the word? How much do you love God's word? Do you always act after discussing with your able? just you do whatever you want, then, then you cannot create your formation stage. Always need to discuss, always need to report, you know, always give and take with your able, and then need to be recognized by your able. Do you have able you respect and can discuss with? You? you don't have able, then you are still cane You don't have able means, you, you are cane. Sunday is not a day that exists for myself. Sunday is God's day. When you read the Old Testament and New Testament, how much emphasize the importance of the Sunday. When they, you know, uh, something doing wrong thing in Sunday, oh, they receive incredible, incredible punishment. Because Sunday is God's day. That's why on Sundays, children should study the work rather than school, work, and focus on attend, attending service. That's why you need to study harder during the studying the time. And then Sunday is God's day. I need to do something good condition and service for others and, and attending Sunday service. And then if our children keep that kind of standard, wow, their life of faith will become very strong. We should choose Sundays as God's day and serve and devote in as a day to work only for God. Of course, we need to do every time, every hour, every day for the sake of God. But particularly Sunday, is really need more focus. Days when we have a service are days when I set condition in which God can remember me for life. Right? That's why Sunday is God's day. I need to do something for others. I need to do something for the sake of God. And then God can remember me for life. People who cherish Sundays like this will spend every day a holy like a Sunday. Every day becomes a Sunday. Every day becomes answer. For me, I sometimes I do not know when is answer. I do not know whether my Sunday. I feel like every day becomes like Sunday, every day like it becomes unsuitable. You know? That's why when we set up the standard, sun, Sunday is that much important, until is that much important. Then 365 days become Sunday, become unsial. Right? Not just only for Sunday. Why need why need to have the Sunday? Set up the standard and multiply to Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and then life become very much holy. We can then become divine spirit. My brothers and sisters, today I talk about things we need to practice in the formation stage, paths of faith. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you so much, Dr. Yong, for that wonderful message today. So now let's go to our living testimony, which will be given by Levi and Claire Doherty on their experience with Heavenly USA in Israel.
2: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to ask Claire to go first.
3: Well, today we're going to share about our trip to Israel uh, with our second generation, Heavenly USA. And what I received on this trip was uh, a renewal of the spirit. I saw in these young people the same spirit that I experienced 50 years ago when, at the age of 22, I joined the unification movement. When they sang the holy songs that we sang back then with so much fervor and excitement, I felt the um, really the coming down of the Holy Spirit once again. And it gave me um, tremendous encouragement and hope for the future of our movement, but also that the kingdom of heaven is a reality. And we are, in fact, living in the chun Book. Uh, We have uh, grandchildren that are old enough to be on GPA, and I could see that maybe it took a while. As I said, I've been in the church 50 years, but it is, the tree is putting out new branches and bearing very good fruit. Uh, Sharing the Israel experience with these young people was uh, very profound and sharing it with two of our Christian ministers, because both of them admitted that they had some struggle over our view of the Bible and of Jesus. But through the experience that they had with us, Bishop Barker was on the video yesterday. She saw the love and it was undeniable. Uh, Minister Michael said that uh, he struggled with some of the things he'd heard about us But his wife said to him, this has to be a good thing because every time you see these people, you come home so happy. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged him to continue going. They have a very small child, so uh, she's usually home with the child, but she would send small gifts to the members, treats and other ways of just acknowledging uh, the transformation that she was witnessing uh, in her husband. And as he shared yesterday, he's not the same person that he was when he went. So I would say that Levi and I are not the same people that we were when we went. We came back filled with hope, filled with joy, filled with excitement. And um, I have some mobility challenges, but I managed to keep up with these young people. Uh, I used some Nordic walking sticks, but I went up the hill, down the hill, as Bishop Parker said, up the stairs and down the stairs for 10 days. And I feel like I was carried by angels. In fact, one of the uh, young members, um, Hannah, uh, made it her business to be by my side at all times to make sure I could get up the stairs and get down the stairs and up the hill and down the hill. Thank you.
2: Well, first of all, I I want to thank um, um, Reverend Oliver for that incredible prayer this morning. And um, I that, that set the tone. Also, Ken Owens, the day before, did an incredible presentation on the MEPI and all of the pastors that went there uh, with us years ago. And I thought I was divinely guided by that. Um, But uh, to see how God is working through so many, many people to come to one point uh, was amazing to me. Uh, When we were there, the first day, the very first day, we were traveling to our destination and there was a ways uh, away and we stopped at a rest stop to use the restroom, and get some refreshments. And... Uh, we met one uh, priest uh, in that place. And he said, who are you people? Who are you? He could see, these guys are so bright, what's going on? And so, uh, Reverend Francis began to tell him who we were and what we were doing. He said, oh my God, I remember Mepic. Where is Reverend Jenkins? And he, you know, it's like, we, are, we were only there for one day. And, um, and, uh, and to remember, he was so excited. So Reverend Francis got his address and phone number and so forth. And, and my point is that we never know whose lives we are in, infecting with the Holy Spirit, with God's love and with true parents' words. Uh, so we, 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 we have to be always on, 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 on the watch to make sure that we are in the proper position mentally and spiritually all the time. One thing that I saw uh, with the young people, I saw, I saw my future. And that sounds a little bit uh, funny, but I saw my future because I realized I can die any time it's OK. These kids are going to carry on the Providence. And that, to me, is so satisfact- uh, fat- uh, satisfying to me, to be able to see that and to rest in that, in that promise. Uh, the love that they had for each other, the respect they had for each other, and the volunteer service to get up and, and move forward. And the way that um, uh, Reverend Francis have been working with these uh, young people is, is beyond anything that I've ever seen in a central figure style of leadership. Uh, so when we when we know that, we can know that God is working in in a very special way, the ministers was all in awe, and uh, of course everybody wanted to get baptized in the Jordan River. That was amazing to see these uh, kids just going down and trying to get all they could get, get all they could get uh, in the in in the Holy Spirit concept. Um, and so I, I was so impressed by that. Now, when it comes to clearing myself, the There were two points in this trip that I, you know, when I was working with Reverend Jenkins and Dr. Chunkseek Young, I was always bringing up the real, making sure everybody's on the buses. We have sometimes five buses and 40 people on each bus, and it was a handful to keep all these things together. But this time I could just enjoy uh, the, 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 the actual program. And so when I went to the prayer wall, the wailing wall, uh, the the, the Western, wall, wall. Western Wall. And I had, we had all these names that we wanted to pray for. And I had so many names. I just held up my cell phone with all the contacts and names. And I just pressed it on the wall and began to pray. And it was such a powerful moment for me. Uh, I couldn't stop crying. And, and I was just wailing. And it, it went, even when I think about it now, it's just a, it, it comes back to me. And I felt a washing come over me, and then there was a Hebrew brother right next to me. I, I opened my eyes, and he began to cry and call out to God in, in in Hebrew language. And we were just both of us were just sobbing like crazy. And and he didn't know me, and I didn't know him, but we were connected to that one line of of, of spirituality. We could feel the Holy Spirit coming. And then when I when I when I was kind of Washed out, and I was feeling really weak. And to, okay, this is it. I, I walked away, and um, and and as I was walking out of the out of the area where uh, all the Jews is, you know, doing their server ceremonies in different uh, parts of the of the uh, of the area. I just kept walking. I had my head down and just still meditating. And then when I walked and turned the corner, there was my beautiful wife Claire sitting on a stoop, waiting for me. And it was a moment to see, okay, now I'm ready to start again. I could see God in her so clearly, like I never saw before. The other time, we went to uh, uh, Bethlehem, oh, and, uh, and uh, we went into the cave where Jesus was born, and so forth. And then we went to Shepherd's Field. And at the Shepherd's Field, it hit me again. I began to begin to feel that spirit and I uh, begin to cry and I don't know why that hit me like that but then as the God began to tell us where uh how this how the shepherds was guided led to uh, Jesus uh, when he was born I could see it was an angel that guided them because now all the you know the roads and and buildings which was not there in those times just the wilderness. They could go straight And he one of them. there's where Jesus was born, and this is where the shepherds were. And they were they were there to be security guards because King Herod wanted to kill Jesus. And it was an amazing experience for us. Uh, I I I'm just grateful that we could be with the children and no, absolutely no. And I tell you, if nobody else but those that went there, carry on this movement. It would be good. It, it, it would carry on. So so many ministers are ready to go uh, to this day. And I thank God for Dr. Young and his incredible dedication to us every morning, the sacrifice and get up every morning, or wherever he is, he makes sure that's done. And also, uh, uh, dear sister Honey and the same. Uh, and also, Tao. I, beautiful Jewish sister who I took with me in my heart to Jerusalem. And just every day, you know, sometimes the child is sick, but she still comes blowing her nose and just faithfully doing what she has to do. I thank God for all, of, all that has happened. So that's my testimony. And let's go to Jerusalem again. <laughs>
3: Thank you so much for your beautiful, beautiful testimony today. It was lovely hearing you speak to all of us. And thank you, Dr. Yong, for your beautiful message today. Something that I took from today's message um, was to practice conditions, practice feeding our spiritual life and practice designating a time for God and creating that space for God because then we can truly be a vessel for his love and for his strength. So thank you very much, Dr. Yong.